0: My brothers, my sisters, I bring you a message of solidarity, a call to action, and a demand for adherence to duty of an Aryan resurgence and ultimately total Aryan victory. We have broken the chains of Jewish thought. We know not the meaning of the word, mine, it is ours, our race, the totality of our people. Ten hearts, one beat. One hundred hearts, one beat. Ten thousand hearts, one beat. We are born to fight and to die and to continue the flow. The flow of our people. Onward we will go, onward to the stars high above the mud, the mud of yellow, black and brown. So kinsmen duty calls. The future is now. If months from now, you have not yet fully committed yourself to the Alliance, then you have, in effect, not only betrayed your race, you have betrayed yourself. So stand up like men and drive the enemy into the sea. Stand up like men and swear a sacred oath upon the green graves of our sires that you will reclaim what our forefathers discovered conquered, settled, built, and died for. Stand up like men and reclaim our soil. Kinsmen, arise. Look towards the stars and proclaim our destiny. Defeat never, victory forever.
1: Hi, this is Ron Paul. I am a former congressman, physician, and presidential candidate. The world is in turmoil. Things like Ebola, earthquakes, wars, and famines are commonplace. As Americans, we are largely sheltered from these events. However, in parts of the world, just having enough food is a huge problem. For some of us, there is the nagging thought that we may not always have it so good. So we keep some food on hand just in case. My family and I have found a product that helps us do this better. It's a home freeze dryer from Harvest Right. With it, we eat healthier and store a little more food. We freeze dry everything we love to eat, and it lasts up to 25 years. Who knows what the future will bring? One thing's certain, my family and I will always have food on the table. To learn more, go to HarvestRight.com or call 800-763-5999. That's harvestright.com or 800 763 5999.
2: Attention, patriots. Tired of the tyranny and crime in the sanctuary cities? Flee the city and seek refuge in the American Redoubt. Flee the city.com. Move to the freedom of Idaho, Montana, or Wyoming. Flee the city.com. Flee the city.com.
1: Thanks for listening to Project Schoolyard Volume 2. For more information about the project, as well as lyrics to the songs on this CD, please visit www.tightrope.cc. You can also find jokes, news articles, a photo gallery, free CD downloads, and a secure online shopping cart. We carry a full line of flags, t-shirts, CDs, books, stickers, and other products of interest to racially conscious white people. Please visit www.tightrope.cc.
3: To Resolution Radio, Radio, Radio. Resolution RDO.
4: Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. As he continues his feud with Jewish thug Jonathan Greenblatt of the ADL over the censorship Greenblatt demands on X, Elon Musk has decided that his best tactic now is to show just how much he loves Jews, which he might be slightly exaggerating and yet still be true. Musk used his meeting with Israeli leader Benjamin Netanyahu to prove his point. For those who'd like to see the conversation between Musk and Netanyahu, I'll embed it in the text version of this broadcast on nationalvanguard.org, and I'll also give you a link to a transcript of the conversation. After a few pleasantries on both sides, Netanyahu began with a mealy-mouthed demand for censorship. Quote, well, I know your commitment to free speech. I respect that because I think it's the foundational thing of democracies, really. But I also know your opposition to antisemitism. You've spoken about it and tweeted about it, and all I can say is I hope you find within the confines of the First Amendment the ability to stomp out not only anti-Semitism or roll it back as best you can, but any collective hatred of a people that anti-Semitism represents. And I know you're committed to that, so I hope you succeed in it. It's not an easy task, but I encourage you and urge you to find a balance, it's a tough one, close quote. To which Musk replied, quote, yeah, I think generally I'm sort of against attacking any group. It doesn't matter who it is. I'm in favor of that which furthers civilization and which ultimately leads us to become a space-bearing civilization and where we understand the nature of the universe. So we can't do that if there's a lot of infighting and hatred and negativity." Close quote. Musk knows better, far better than that. I'm stunned by the stupidity of that remark. It's infighting and hatred and negativity that's stopping us from understanding reality and colonizing other worlds, really? How about the energy and wealth and time expended never to be regained in order to feed and manage infinity 75 IQ Negroes and infinity 85 IQ Brown people? How about the catastrophic decline in human intelligence that is caused by the proliferation of such types and by the largely Jewish bush to suppress the births of the supremely creative white people of this planet? Musk continued, quote, Now, free speech does at times mean that someone you don't like is saying something you don't like. If you don't have that, then it's not free speech. Now, that doesn't mean some sort of negativity should be pushed upon people. Because for the X platform, unless it's interesting, entertaining, engaging, then we will lose users. People will want to not use our system if they find it to be unpleasant. Our overarching goal for the X platform is to maximize unregretted user time, close quote. And here he falls back into capitalist individualism. The purpose is to grow the audience, no matter what. If you can grow it by suppressing our best writers and thinkers, though gentle Elon says he will only de-boost them, and instead promoting funny animal videos and entertaining grifters, then that's what should be done. There's betrayal in that, Elon. Think about it. The true fact of the matter is that it is among those the Jewish power structure calls haters where you will find the thinkers and writers and leaders most likely to set stars above the people and lead them higher. The very ones we need to seed the stars with our kind. Musk continued, quote, Any given day there's on the order of 100 to 200 million posts to the system. This is a lot of material. Some of those are going to be bad. It's impossible to say. You can't police it in advance, but you can say after the fact, oh, it's getting reported as hate speech. Okay, well, we're going to deamplify. We're not going to promote hate speech because we think probably that's not what people want to hear. Close quote. To which Netanyahu responded, quote, Well, I think the other thing is that it doesn't stop you from coming out as you have and as I do on every possible forum and condemn anti-Semitism. It's just this collective hatred of a people. You say they have to be banished. They don't have a right to exist. They don't have a right to a state of their own and so on. Close quote. It's quite glaringly obvious, isn't it, that what Netanyahu is saying is that Jews have an absolute right to a state of their own, but whites who want the same thing for themselves and who criticize the massive century-long Jewish effort to prevent us from having a state of our own are haters who should be stomped out i'll continue with netanyahu Quote, the vile things that are said i don't care if they come from the hard left or from the hard right or white supremacists or i don't know ultra progressives for me that's something that i condemn and i think that it's important to come out that's quite a separate question the condemnation is quite separate from the question of access. The one access idea that I have, and I don't even know if it's technically possible, is to prevent the use of bots, armies of bots to replicate and amplify it. So at least if you get a crazy guy and a hateful guy, let him be speaking for one voice rather than arming an army of fake millions to do this, close quote and Elon Musk, rushes to agree, almost as if it's a scripted point that they've prearranged to publicly agree upon. Quote, absolutely, this is actually a super tough problem, and it's probably really, I'd say, the single most important reason that we're moving to having a small monthly payment for the use of the X system. It's the only way I can think of to combat vast armies of bots, close quote. Now that's really a bizarre exchange. Both of these men are too intelligent to actually believe that Jew critical writers on X are using armies of bots to boost their readership. That's something that state-level intelligence agencies have access to, like the FSB or the Mossad or the CIA. That's something that large corporate interests have access to, as do major political parties and their heavily Jewish donors. That's something that criminal gangs of hackers-for-hire have access to. But the hated, marginalized, despised, Deplatformed, ostracized, bankrupted, censored, pro-white and Jew-critical writers out there? They are near powerless, increasingly criminalized, and about as likely to command a bot army as they are to command ten armored divisions and half the Pacific fleet. They are a real grassroots phenomenon. And both Musk and Netanyahu know it. Shortly after his talk with Netanyahu, Musk took part in another meeting with Jewish leaders. According to the Jerusalem Post quote, Among the participants in the discussion with Musk were conservative media figure Ben Shapiro, Rabbi Ari Lamb, CEO of B'nai Zion, Rabbi Abraham Cooper of the Simon Wiesenthal Center. Nathan Sharansky, former chairman of the Jewish Agency. Rabbi Shmuley Boteach, an author and social media influencer. Advocate Alan Dershowitz. Rabbi Menachem Margolin, chairman and founder of the European Jewish Association. Rabbi Manis Friedman co-founder of Bais Shana Institute of Jewish Studies and, potentially, Reuven Rivland, former president of Israel. Close quote. Yes, you heard that right. Musk met with Jeffrey Epstein's pal and attorney and co-defendant and also Donald Trump's pal and attorney and Mossad Island guest Alan Dershowitz. What a world we live in, a world where the Alan Dershowitzes are lauded, worshipped, and rewarded, while truly great men, like William Pierce and Revelo Oliver, are ostracized, harassed, and censored. In the meeting which took place on X's Spaces audio discussion forum, Musk went all out to show his closeness to Jews. He said quote, my entire life is pro-Semitic, close quote, and reference to the Hebrew roots of his first name, saying being called Elon, quote, is like being called Bob, close quote, in Israel. Musk claimed that his parents sent him to a Hebrew preschool briefly in South Africa, and that his father took him to Israel when he was thirteen. He said that he's visited Israel twice and visited the Masada site, where the Romans once laid siege to the Jews, also twice. He said he's been, quote-unquote, Jewish adjacent his entire life and once spent two years with a man he's pretty sure was a Jew and who surely would have noticed any anti-Semitism on his part. He added, quote, I don't know if I am genetically Jewish, but I am aspirationally Jewish, close quote. One really has to take a shower after listening to all this oily groveling. But after hearing it, I am more convinced than ever that Musk is not a Jew. If he were, he surely would have screamed it 24-7 from every forum and pulpit he has available to him, considering how anxious he is right now to prove that he loves the unlovables more than anybody. Is Elon Musk deeply philo as Donald Trump is, as described by Andrew Hamilton, quote, Whatever his ultimate fate, Trump will accept it with Stoicism. Like the rest of his kind, who are legion, he's philo and will remain so to the end. It's axiomatic among such people that Jews have the absolute right to do anything they want, to the world at large, as well as to their devout and loyal slaves." Close quote. I don't know whether Elon Musk's recent scraping indicates that kind of defeated-before-you-start servile mindset or not. There certainly seemed to be some hedging and hesitation by Musk here and there. But it's certainly possible. It is pretty pathetic to see the world's richest and perhaps most powerful white man reduced to nothing stronger than hedging and hesitating when given commands by his overtly beloved, but perhaps resented, masters. Either way, we, the men and women of the National Alliance, will continue to do what we need to do to save our people, to gain our freedom and self-determination, and a nation of our own again, regardless of anything Elon Musk might do or not do. There is no possibility of the smallest compromise on that point, because compromise means death. Supporting any group that does compromise on that point, white living space, for us alone, is the same as wishing death on your own people. Choosing between the national alliance and quasi-nationalist groups who just want a white majority, pretty please, or non-racial civic nationalists, or respectable yet edgy conservatives led by the likes of Ben Shapiro, or any other anti-white Jews, is literally a choice between life and death for us. Make the right choice. The responsible choice. The only choice. Support the National Alliance. Until next week. This is Kevin Alfred Strom reminding you of the words of Richard Berkeley Cotton. Freedom is not free. Free men are not equal. And equal men are not free.
3: listen to resolution radio 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 resolution rdo.com
5: in the early 1900s certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere
2: It started low, but it's getting progressively louder. Into a crescendo, even louder. Irresistible, ending in an ear-splitting blast of mass disruption. That's the sound of America's economic and political systems crashing to the ground. But we have a plan. We will be ready to restore political sanity. We will be ready to answer the call of productive America. We will restore America's industrial base and put America back to work. We will shut down political correctness and restore decency and positive media to America. We will save our Constitution, our traditional way of life, our customs, and religion. We will restore sound money and crush the debt-based system of monetary slavery. And we will end America's foreign misadventures. We are the American Freedom Party, and we have a plan. Learn more about us at theamericanfreedomparty.us.
3: And Lopil is proud to announce the release of a new translation, Leon de Grel in Exile by José Luis Jerez Reisco. Readers of The Burning Souls will already be familiar with Degrell's life before and during the Second World War, his service on the Eastern Front, and his involuntary post-war exile in Franco's Spain. This new work tells the story of his life in exile in detail, replete with first-hand accounts from Spanish nationalists and friends of de Grel. During his time in Spain, de Grel did not wallow in sadness despite the atrocities inflicted upon him and his family by the victorious Allied powers. He stayed remarkably active in European nationalist politics and left a lasting impression on both his personal friends and those from around the European world who took inspiration from his tenacious idealism. Grelle's enduring legacy in Spain is well-deserved. Such a legacy also deserves to be spread to both sides of the Atlantic and beyond. Antelope Hill is proud to be the first to bring this unparalleled biography to the English reader, Get Leon DeGrelle in exile today at antelopehillpublishing.com.